Welcome to the sermon podcast of Kusada Baptist Church. We want to be a lighthouse to guide you on your journey through life. Listen as our pastor, Dr. Jim Graham, shares a message from God's Word and offers sound biblical direction for your daily life. This week has been interesting for me, and uh, uh, I always joke, my wife even, we were joking together because I was like, it's not even a full moon. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's not even a full moon. And, but sometimes it just seems like there's just more situations that arise that are uncommon. And they do rise up more during the holidays, I will tell you. Thanksgiving's this week and Christmas approaches, it just kind of ramps up. I think chaos in our families and pressure in our families, we just become more acutely aware there's loss in our family, whatever. We just become more acutely aware during the holiday season if there are problems or issues or differences. But whatever matter, it was an interesting week. It's like everywhere I turned, it seems like I was in a very, very serious conversation with someone who was having struggles. And I thought... You know, I plan out my series weeks and weeks before. Not exactly the whole sermon, but, you know, I plan out where we're going. It's mapped out. Um, um, John, we were talking this week, he does the same thing with the youth on Wednesday nights. And, uh, uh, but but the, probably the most well-known verse in Jeremiah, and especially has risen up to be this very well-known popular verse of scripture in the last like 20 years like more recently is Jeremiah 29 11. in fact a lot of people will mark this down as is their favorite verse and in, in all of scripture um, which is interesting to pull you know a favorite verse from an old testament prophet right but let me put it on the screen I think it's I think it, we have it up there yeah it's um for I know the plans I have you, for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I got to tell you, I'm hoping that a few of those people I talked to will be here today and be in the services today. And there's a lot of what I want to say to all of you today that I've been trying to say to them and looking forward to getting the opportunity to say to them today. But I don't know who else needs to hear this, but... Um, there's a lot of powerful things in this verse. And, and we like this verse because we hold on to it because it's, it's, it has hope. It has hope in it. But I do have some questions about it because we, we can talk a lot about Scripture and talk a lot about God and stuff, but, if, but what matters is if we truly believe it. Like if we really believe, it gives us something to hold on to. And so I want to ask you some questions this morning and for us to think about what we truly believe about what God promises in this scripture and in a couple of other places in Jeremiah. The first thing he says in this verse is that he says, I, I know I have, I know the plans I have for you. So my first question is, do you really believe that God has plans for you? You know, we're, we're up here, we're having parent-child dedication, we have this little bitty baby, you know, and we're sitting here talking about this baby's future. Do you really believe that God has plans for this little baby? You know what's funny is, we all say, well, of course. Maybe the harder question to answer is, do you really believe God has plans for you? 
for you. And, and you know, do those plans have some kind of expiration date, you know? <laughs> like, some of you go like, well, you know, milk goes bad and I am past 40, so I don't know if that's... I mean, does God still have plans for you? You know, and, and no matter how old you are or what's going on, does God, or is God just arbitrarily like, you know, he started the engine and then he sits back and says just like, well, let's see what they do. Or it, does he have something extraordinary even, something for you, a pathway for you? of following him, and if you go on that pathway, he'll lead you to be with him exactly where he wants you to be, exactly where you need to be. A place that is good for you and peaceful for you and happy for you and filled with love. And like, is there, does that really exist, that pathway? That's a good question. Because if you don't believe that, we're going to struggle right out of the gate, right? If we don't believe that there is a God and that he actually wants to interact with us, that he has plans for us. Now, the second question goes right along with this, because he says, I know the plans that I have for you, and they're plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. So the second question is, do you believe his plans are good? You know, are his plans good? Not bad, not arbitrary, Everything that God does, I would argue, is for His glory and for your benefit. Like, he's, he, he is interested in your well-being. Now, to a certain extent, for our young couple up here today, uh, I would say that they're just now going to figure this out. And I'm not trying to say if you're not a parent, you know, whatever. I, I don't mean that that way at all. But I do mean that if you are a parent, and now you have this little child, you definitely understand at a different level what it means to care about the well-being of another person. It just, it's ramped up a little more than it is to care about the well-being of your spouse or your brother or your mom or whatever else or your best friend. It's, just, it's ramped up a different level to care for the well-being of your child, all right? I think any parent would tell you that, and so that's just, you know. So do you believe that God not only has plans for you, but they're not just plans that are just beneficial for Him? Look, some of you, you work for a business, you work for a company, and, you know, you figure out in the process that, I mean, they care about you, but they do not care about you more than they care about the overall mission of the company. They just don't. It's brutal. We figure it out at some point. We go, oh, you know. They just don't. There are bigger things, more important things. And sometimes... We'll buy into that with God himself. Is God just more interested in, you know, that than he is who you are? And so to actually believe that he loves you, cares about you, and his plans for you are good. He wants to give you, it says, they're to prosper you. 
Not to harm you, to prosper you, to give you hope, to give you a future. And he's talking to a group of people that he, that, you know, their situation is not good. And he goes, I want you to know I have plans for you that are good. I'm trying to take you from where you are to a much better, you know, place. Do you believe his plans for you are good? Because I'll tell you, when we believe that, it's a lot easier to follow him. You know, it, it all stems off what we believe. And if I really believe that he has plans for me and that they are good, I'm much more incentivized to follow the Lord, right? Now, here's a catch. It's not in Jeremiah 29. It's in the next chapter, Jeremiah 30, and it is no one's favorite verse. Jeremiah 30, 11. I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you. But only in due measure, I will not let you go entirely unpunished. There's three parts to that. One is, I will not completely destroy you. I will tell you that I've had several conversations this week that that was a key element. You need to know something. This is not about absolutely destroying you. You may feel destroyed. You may feel like this is the, the end like this is over, that there's no point in moving forward, and there's a lot of people get to that place. But, let's go to the next step. I will, but I will punish you. I will discipline you. Punish and discipline are two different things, okay? Punish and discipline, very different. Punish is you did wrong, and you're going to pay for it. And a lot of times, that's the way we think about God. He'll punish you. I wish I hadn't used that word. That's, that's not what God does. God disciplines you. God says, I need to train you to do the right thing. And you did the wrong thing. So what I'm doing is a very measured, exact process to try to get you to understand that that doesn't work and this works. Don't do it that way. Do it this way. And so I, I'm disciplining you. I'm trying to help you change, transform, become better. But I will do that in, in a measured way. I'm not out to destroy you. I'm not out to wreck you. But discipline will come. Problems will come. Trouble arises, right? And uh, that little baby's going to understand. They're so cute. And they're so sweet. And they're so wonderful. And then they're two. And then they're 10, and then they are 14. And then I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, then they're 25. And just never, you know, and, and, but there, there comes points where actually discipline is required, right? Do you believe that good plans include discipline? So he has plans for me. They're good plans, but good plans always involve discipline. It is not just happy-go-lucky, you do your thing, you'll be at peace, you'll just go, and everything's going to work out, and it's going to be great. No, because we're not very bright. We make mistakes. We don't think through things, and we have to change course. And we have to learn, and we have to grow. And so 
There is no such thing as someone who loves you and doesn't discipline you. It, is, it does not exist. The Proverbs even says, as it defines what a friend is, is a friend will tell you when you're messing up. Someone who doesn't is not your friend. Your friend, your parents, people who really love you will say, what are you doing? What choice are you making? What's going on right here, right? And the Lord loves you, and he has good plans for you, right? He has plans, they're good, but they include discipline. This is an important part of our belief. Let me take it a step further, though. He doesn't just have plans for us. That sounds a little disconnected to me. I have plans for you. Go accomplish those plans. Go do, what, go do it. Get that done. Here's your assignment. Go do your assignment. Check in with me, like it's a boss, right? And you have supervisors, you have bosses, and there's a certain level of relationship there, but it's, there's always a little bit of, you know, they're not your best friend. But do you believe that God wants a relationship with you? That's different. He's not just going, I have an assignment for you, go fill that assignment, go do what you're supposed to do. And as long as you do what you're supposed to do, you're good. And, and a lot of times we buy into that, right? We buy into the thing of I've, I need to be moral, I need to be good. And the problem with that is then we don't, right? We mess up and things are falling apart and they're not, you know, whatever. And here's what we need to know. So we, we probably usually just read verse 11, 29, 11. It's the popular one, like, and we like our little short things, right? But let me read to you the next Verse, verse 12. <clears throat> he says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And look what he says. And I will listen to you. And he said, And you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, I love this, these two verses. This, this is a promise that you'll read throughout Scripture. He says it over and over and over again. If you seek me, and you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. It's a promise. There, it doesn't exist that you are trying to connect, and there's no one. Right? You're trying to get to God, and He's just whatever. Um, so yesterday, there was this family that was in trouble and they had no one. So, I, see, I would argue, I believe that almost everybody in here, let's say you broke down. Let's say we all left and you found yourself in the parking lot of Casada Baptist Church. Your car's broke down. Everybody pulled off. And there you are. And now you realize your car won't start. I believe that everybody in here has multiple people that you could call that would come give you a ride. Multiple people. But there are some people, they get to a point in their life, and they have nobody. That's, that's pretty brutal. There's a lot of choices, a lot of things that have to take place for you to have no one, right? And sometimes, we get embarrassed, we get broken down, and we, we feel like we have no one. 
Relationships fall apart. Mistakes have been made. We feel like we have no one. And God gives us this incredible promise. I will not abandon you. I will not abandon you. I don't just say, here's the plans, go do the plans, and then you go out there and do the plans, but you screw up the plans, like you messed up the plans, right? Like, what do you do? The last thing you think you want to do is come back to the Lord and go, "Uh, here I am, and I blew the plans, right? I know I'm making a mess of the plans. And for you to think that in that moment that God's response is, well, (laughs) get away from me, you know? I mean, there is scripture that says, hey, I never knew you. That's the person that doesn't have a relationship with God, right? There are people who, I don't want you, God. I don't want to have anything to do with you, right? But if you have a relationship with the Lord and you want the Lord and you've, you've chosen to follow the Lord, but now you've blown it, right? You've blown it. And here he is and he says, what a beautiful thing. If you call to me, I will listen. You may think, like, I'm praying to God. He's not listening. Yeah, he is. He's listening, right? We have this interesting thing today that happens, and uh, you text someone, you message someone, and you get zilch, nothing. They ghosted you. They didn't reply. It is nothing. So you have no clue, right? First of all, if you're that person, I, I don't like you very much. It drives me crazy, right? Don't, don't you hate that? Like, and, uh, but you have somebody like that in your life, and the problem is one of those people is kin to you, you know. You don't know if they're coming to Thanksgiving or not because they haven't replied, right? God will reply. He will not ghost you. He will not not answer you. If you call to me, if you come and pray to me, I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me. I'm, I'm not hidden from you. I, I realize sometimes where it's difficult. We have to seek. We do have to seek. We have to want to know him. We have to know, want to know where he is. Uh, the scripture teaches it like this. It's like a treasure. Like If you want a stick, you can just go outside and pick up a stick. If I said to everybody right now, go outside, you know, go get me a stick and a rock, you could you would just go outside and you could find a stick and a rock, right? But it says if you want to find a treasure, if you want to find something valuable, you can't just it's not that easy, okay? You you know, you can't just find a something valuable. But what God says is, but if you look, you'll find. You'll find. So I want you to understand that God wants a relationship with you. He doesn't just send you off with plans. Now the next slide says, do you believe that God answers you? Now the promise in chapter 29 verse 12 is, if you call to me, I will listen to you. Now as he goes along, as we get a couple of chapters later, in chapter 33, he ramps it up a notch. And he says, not only will I listen to you, but I will answer you. And I love what he says about how he will answer us. He says, ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. 
I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you insight. I'll let you in on. I'll tell you the secret. I'll give you the tea. I'll let you know what's coming, you know? So, three or four weeks ago, um, whenever it was, I've lost track of time. My daughter got married, and you know how they have the fir- I didn't know we were doing this. You know how they have the first look with the groom and the bride? Y'all heard of that, right? They do that. Well, we, they did a first look with the father of the bride. So I got to have a first look with my daughter. And uh, so she, she comes up, and I turn around, you know, and there she is. And I said all the right things uh, that I'm supposed to say. Right, and uh, you having fun, everything good, you know, right? And um, you know, you look beautiful, all that stuff. And then she said to me, "You want to hear the tea?" Which of course means, "Do you want to hear the gossip? You want to hear the news? You want to hear what happened and all this kind of stuff?" And uh, it was really funny. There was another bride and her group that were getting married at another venue down the street. And they came in to where our, where the bride, in her dress and in her stuff, and came in where our bridal party was getting dressed and all, and it was a big thing, and they were like, what are y'all doing in here? And it was like, we just wanted to, you know, anyway, it was a thing. Whatever. And so she was telling me this whole story, okay, about the other bride that's breaking up. Like, why is there another girl in a wedding dress in our No, he's mine. He's not your. You know, I don't know what y'all are doing. And uh, but the the first thing she was telling me is like, let me tell you the secret. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what you know. You know that God says, if you want to talk with me, I will answer you. So prayer is not just you talking; it is me answering you. I will talk back with you, and. I will tell you secrets. I will tell you stuff that people really want to know. That people really want to know. I'll tell you the good stuff, right? If you'll just talk to me. So I won't just, listen, I don't just have plans. Do you believe this? I mean, think about this. If you believe this, it changes everything. That he has plans for me, that these plans are really good, right? Now, there's some discipline involved, but if I talk to him and seek him, I will find him and he will listen to me. And now he's ramped it up and says, and I will respond to you. To you. I'm not talking about just to you as a people. See, we get into that again, right? Yeah, I know God has plans for people. Yeah, I know God answers prayer. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying God has plans for you. You. And he will answer you. And he will say, you want to know? Come here. And when people tell you secrets, what do they do? They draw you in close. They put their arm around you and says, let me tell you what's happening, right? And you're on the, you're on the inside, right? 
you, you're learning things that everybody else doesn't know because you're seeking, because you're with the person in charge. And now you know. You know what's supposed to happen, what's going to happen. You know what you need to do. He's given you insight. That's what you want. That's what you're asking for. How do I handle this situation? I don't know what's going to happen. And he's sitting there going, I know what's going to happen. I know what my plans are. I know what's going down. Do you really want to be helpful in the plans? Here's what you need to do. And that's what he does for us. So when you believe that God wants a relationship with you and he wants to talk with you and answer you to help you follow the plans that he has, it changes everything. Now you might need to know one last thing. There's one last thing I want to tell you this morning. Because sometimes the situations we get in are very complicated. It is not like... I wish there was some manual and you could go to this manual and it's really thick, you know, and you could search for your particular issue and it would give very definitive, direct instructions and I could just follow the manual. That'd be nice. That'd be great. There's no manual. Okay? Now, the reason there's no manual is the same reason there's no manual for that little baby that was up here. There is no manual. There's no manual. There's no manual. And you have your first child and you, you, get, and you start writing a manual. You write down some notes and you read some books and there's some manual. And, and it's great, you know, and you figure some things out. And then you have a second child. Anybody in here have two children? The first manual doesn't work. It's a new model. It's a new model. It doesn't work. It doesn't, you know, whatever. There's a few things in there. There's some broad principles, but, you know, no, it doesn't work. And so, you know, and then if you had a third one, I, the third one doesn't even, it didn't even come with, there's no manual. There's not even a manual. It doesn't even, right? You know, you get the manual, it's written in Japanese, it's not, right? Well, there's no manual because it's a relationship and it's a human being and most of our complex problems, that's what they deal with. It's about people and relationships and situations and feelings and emotions and it's very difficult. And so this last thing I need to believe in that I want to share with you, it's not from a verse in Jeremiah, I'm going to steal another verse from the New Testament that I love that's really important for you to know. It's Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now I'm talking about this God that I believe in, right? That has plans, and his plans are good, and they're to give me hope and a future, and he wants a relationship with me, and he will listen to me, and he will answer me. And, and now Paul's writing about him, and he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is work at work within us so the last thing i want you to know is that god is powerful he's very powerful so sometimes when god answers us he doesn't just answer with words he doesn't just cut, say come here let me tell you the secret 
He says, come here and let watch, watch what I do. I, I got it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to do it. And he can do powerful things. And you sit there and go like, I don't know how this is ever going to be resolved or how this is going to end up. How is this going to end? How am I going to, how are things going to go well? <laughs> how are these plans for hope in the future? He's writing to a group of people and here's their situation. They've been invaded by a foreign enemy. They're going to be taken off into exile and made to be slaves and servants in a foreign country. And everything is over. Their homes are destroyed. Everything's gone and they're way over them. They have no way of getting back. You can't hop on a plane, escape, and get in a car and drive off. They're done, right? And they're over there. And God, he says, the message for them. This is the message for them. He says, like, it's going to be okay. I have plans for you. And what kind of plans? Oh, they're to give you hope in a future. What kind of hope in a future do we have here? Oh, just if you'll talk with me and listen to me, I want to have a relationship with you. Well, what does it matter? I'll tell you why it matters. Because I'm God and I am extremely powerful. Well, I don't, I can't even see any resolution or the resolution I see and I'm asking about seems whatever. And God says like, pfft. I can do things that you haven't even thought about. Sometimes we get frustrated because our little solution that we've thought about, and he's not doing that, he's like, well, that's because my solution's better than that. And you're like, well, you know, you don't even know what it is. You can't even imagine that it can even be done. But God is powerful, and he can do anything. And, you know, there's one last thing. I want. Would you go back to that scripture? I want you to note one other thing about this. Because, see, normally when we pray about a situation, even if we believe in God's power to a certain extent, what we usually ask for is for God's power to be used somewhere in this situation or in someone's life, somewhere out there, to fix or repair or change the situation or the event. But notice when he says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to the power that is working out there. It's not what it says, is it? He says according to the power that's working in here. So when you, reali when you realize how powerful God is, what you begin to realize is the power is not just in changing the circumstances. Oh, he can do that. That's actually easy for him. The real way that we experience power that blows our mind, that we can't imagine, is despite what is going on out there, he can transform me within and gives me power. Or comfort or joy or peace or strength in me despite that he says oh I'm powerful you want a relationship with me I'll talk with, I can talk with you and I will share with you and you follow me and it doesn't matter it doesn't even matter that will fix that he says you want me to fix something let me work in you to the extent that that doesn't even matter that's mind-blowing 
But that's what you need to believe about God. See, someone asked me a couple of weeks ago, says, we're in Jeremiah, and Brother Jimmy, you titled it, From Exile to Hope. <laughs> but it, it seems like the whole book is nothing but like, oh, there's problems, there's problems, there's problems. God's not happy, you're not listening, he's not, you know. The hope is, I have plans for you, and I love you, and I want a relationship with you, and I want to interact with you, and I'm powerful. Will you follow me? Will you trust me? Will you believe in me? You've got a situation this morning, okay? You've got a situation, a developing situation, right? And right now, you're thinking about it. It involves a person. Something's coming up. It's Thanksgiving week, right? And whatever that thing is, and it gives... It, it causes you some anxiety, some fear, some worry, some frustration. It causes you some emotions that you're... Would you this morning say, you know what? But I believe in a God. My God. And His plans are good. And He listens to me. And He tells me secrets. And he fills me with his power. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Kusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at kusadabaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.